Bad Trades. Then they're like league shifting trades. And we got one of those today. Devontae Adams going to the Las Vegas Raiders. Just a first and second round pick. 22 and 53 overall. And he reunites Ted Nguyen with his college teammate in Derek Carr. What a weird, crazy offseason. You know the Raiders better than anyone else that I know. So simple question. How does Devontae fit in this new offense with Josh McDaniels? Well, first, he fits any, in any offense you want to put him in. He's just that versatile, and you know he's the best receiver in football. I mean, yeah. th- that's just um, that's just the end of it. I mean, he could he could go deep, he could play short. You know, you could run him on option routes. He runs every um, route uh, as be- good as he could possibly run it. He's so deceptive. Like I've just never seen a receiver as good against press coverage as. He is. So it's just, and, you know, he routinely beats double teams. I don't think I've seen, you know, a receiver um, other than Randy Moss who routinely beats double teams as much as Adams does. And some of that has to do with Aaron Rodgers and, you know, the way he gets him the ball and the way that, you know, he's, he's willing to force him, force feed him the ball, even against uh, double coverage too. But he's just, you know, so good at creating separation um, even against, um, really difficult coverages to create separation against, you know, w- w- including bracket coverage, two man, uh, all of the above. So, you know, he, he reunites with Derek Carr and uh, it's going to be fun to watch. All right. There's like a hundred different layers that I want to hit on here. There's a lot of this actually X's and O's tape stuff and how he again fits in with more of the other pieces in Vegas. I want to touch on in just a little bit, but more importantly, did you see a, a move like this happening for the Raiders? I mean, this is a team that made the playoffs last year, at least from my seat. And I'd love to get your input on this as well. I've seen Derek Carr evolve. And like, whenever I talk about Derek Carr as a player right now, as a quarterback, heck, even I wasn't certain of him back in, I don't know, 2018. But what we've seen is a player who was 22nd in 20 plus yard targets just a few years ago in Derek Carr. Now this past season, go up all the way to fourth in terms of his attempts of downfield passes. That was with only a half a season of Henry Ruggs. That was with a banged-up Darren Waller. Again, he has morphed his game. He he has changed his game. Um, again, they made the playoffs. Head coach getting fired, who was also the play caller, with number one receiver going down, and top tight end missing a boatload of time and being injured. So I would expect them to like improve their pass-catching group, but this, like you outlined at the top, is the ultimate way of doing it. Yeah. I, I mean, Carr is a better quarterback than he was in 2016, which was his best statistical uh, season. And, you know, John Gruden as, as many faults as he's had has really put an impact on Carr's game. He really forced Carr to be more aggressive, which is what you see in the downfield numbers. And, you know, Carr's never going to be a guy who thrives on creating uh, outside of structure, but he's really gotten a lot better at it in the last couple of years. And, you know, the, the, the reason why his numbers aren't great is just, you know, he has really bad protection. Um, the Raiders haven't had a great cast of weapons around him, but now they add uh, Devontae Adams, who is the best receiver in football. You pair that with Darren Waller, who, you know, is a top five tight end. And then you have Hunter Renfro. Um, that's, a, that's a dangerous group of weapons to have, and it, it's going to be exciting to watch. And the Raiders also added one of the best play callers in football this offseason, too, with Josh McDaniels. And, you know, you can have questions about who he is as a head coach, but it is unquestionable that he's, you know, a top five play caller in this league. 
and even what Josh McDaniels did last year with the New England Patriots, they evolved their offense like on the fly at times. Like mm-hmm. they obviously wanted to start off the season in bully ball with five or even sometimes six offensive linemen who just move you off the ball and run it and run play action off there. Their offensive line was not healthy. Um, and so they pivoted to like three or four wide and having Mac Jones throw the ball across the yard. And once their offensive lineman did get back, then they went back to the bully ball aspect of everything. So he, he changes this stuff on the fly. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. A couple of things here. Devonte Adams, we've seen him with target totals, let's say dating back to 2016, 121, 117, 169, 127, 149, 169, three seasons in that span of 111, 115, and 123 receptions. We talked about it, force feeding Devonte Adams the ball, RPOs, deep shots, whatever you want to call it in a bunch of different areas of the field with the Packers. Could we see similar numbers here with the Raiders? Yeah, I, I don't think he'll get as that kind of volume because that's just like a off the charts type of volume. It's absurd. Yeah, but I do. Th- he's going to get a high, uh, extremely high target um, target number. But it's just you know when you have Darren Waller in the fold and you have Hunter Renfro in the fold, um, and, and you know Carr's just not going to force feed Adams as much as Rodgers did. And when you look at that Green Bay offense, though, it was always just. Adams and a bunch of kind of, you know, not no name guys, but, you know, guys that are at our you know, tier three type of guys. Um, they had two good, you know, they had two running backs and had Devonte Adams um, and, and Aaron Rodgers, And, you know, that's why people kind of criticize um, what Green Bay did as far as surrounding Rodgers' weapons that, you know, everybody yeah. always looks to, Oh, he has the best receiver football, but yeah, after the best receiver football, they really didn't spend much capital on trying, to improve the weapons around him. So they had to really force feed him the ball. But with, you know, Darren Waller, again, who's a top five tight end, Hunter Renfro, who's uh, one of the best slot receivers in the NFL, you don't have to uh, give him that sort of absurd volume. He'll still get a high number of targets. Uh, I just don't think it'll, it'll reach that level of um, that he, he reached in Green Bay. My, my brain immediately jumped to the goal line and how uncoverable Devontae Adams is in those short spaces. The same can be said, maybe to a little lesser degree in a smaller frame, but Hunter Renfro in those short spaces mm-hmm. is pretty absurd as well. And then what they've previously done, maybe not this past year, but with Darren Waller, is they would like split him out in those situations too and allow mm-hmm. him to be like a big-bodied receiver. Like that trio, along with Josh Jacobs in the backfield, can help them turn a lot of those like four-point plays, you know? Again, mm-hmm. condensed fields rather than kicking field goals, it's it's converting touchdowns. Where does your brain immediately jump to when you think of how Devontae Adams can be utilized this year. Again, we outlined it. He can win everywhere. He can win anywhere. But what's the first thing that pops into your head? Well, I mean, you said it. It's going to be in a red zone. The Raiders struggled. I think they were they were at least a bottom three team as, as far as red zone efficiency. They, they, they were able to move the ball pretty decently between the 20s. But in the red zone, they were so bad. And that's where... Adam specializes, like you said, in the red zone. He's impossible. Yep, they were 29th, to... like you said. They completed, mm-hmm. they converted 49% of their red zone series into touchdowns. Yep. And that's part of what killed them in that playoff game against the Bengals. So when you add a guy like Adams, who's just so hard to cover in press coverage, you almost have to double him. Then you're going to have, uh, you know, a weaker defender guard Renfro one on one. You're going to have a weaker defender uh, guard Darren Waller one on one in the red zone. So that's going to help out tremendously and um you know the the Raiders really missed a a deep threat last last season too and 
Um, you know, Adams not just a pri- primarily a speed guy, but you know, he he could win in all areas of the field. So that's going to be huge as well. I don't want to make this connection. I'm going to though. Why not? It's a crazy world we live in. Josh McDaniels last time he had an alpha receiver in his wide receiver room. Uh, Randy Moss and Tom Brady had a yeah. pretty good season. Not bad. Um, okay. We see this in these highlights that we're showing on YouTube right now. We see it all the time when Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams played together. The quick game, the RPOs. Mm-hmm. How much you think of that could be incorporated here since it was so much of a success that they had in Green Bay? Yeah, you know, the um, watching McDaniel's offense, he doesn't run a ton of RPOs, but right. he's an adaptable guy. And when you see a guy as good as creating after the catch as Adams is, um, I, I think you have to incorporate that in your offense. And really, it's not that expensive of an install because sometimes some of the RPOs they ran was literally just him um, standing by, by himself with no blocker, and they just threw him the ball in and you know asked to make a guy miss. So you know when you just you could just say, all right, you know if there's if somebody's playing off on Adams, just stand there and Carr throwing the ball. So it's not that expensive of a, a install for him. So I think we'll see more RPOs um, and. Yeah, I mean, Carr, Carr is good at throwing quick games, so you're going to see him run slants. Uh, but the number one thing is, I, I think, it's just building that chemistry. And they have some of that chemistry uh, from college, but obviously it's a much different game in the NFL. And Rodgers and Adams reached a level where, you know, they were able to adapt on the fly. They saw the same thing uh, pre-snap, and they could just completely change a play or completely change a route just based on what they saw. And they, they didn't even have to really make a huge communication to get that across from, uh, to each other. Uh, so just, you know, being able to um, build that sort of chemistry is going to be really important. Obviously, Adams felt like, you know, they could he could do that with Carr because this is, um, I think, one of the only destinations, if not the only other destination that he's willing yeah. to go to besides uh, coming back to Green Bay, maybe. Yeah, there's a lot of reports going on out there right now, at least from Rob Demosky, who helps cover the Packers. It sounded like they offered him the exact same deal. and He was just fed up and done with Green Bay and just wanted to get out of there. and. This truly made the most sense. Believe he just bought a house close by to Mm -hmm. Derek Carr as well. Not too long ago. Okay. Two questions. Then I'll let you get out of here. Thank you so much for your time, Ted. Um, Of course. Where do the Raiders go from here? You know, like it's not a a complete roster, but they've made two massive moves. You know, we just talked Mm -hmm. about this one, Devontae Adams on the edge. They just added Chandler Jones and shipped out Yannick Ngakwe. I know you've said that Yannick kind of declined a little bit towards the season end and you know a a bookend pairing of max crosby and Chandler jones is fantastic but i think even making the playoffs it's pretty obvious this team has some holes and namely at some offensive line spots where do you think the raiders go from here well they, they have a massive hole at right tackle and uh they they're gonna have you know they drafted alex leatherwood to be their right tackle in the future last year in the first round uh but he played so bad they had to move to guard and he was pretty bad at guard as well um, you know, and, and he's working with Duke Mannyweather, who's the best offensive line trainer uh, yep. in football. He's worked with works with a bunch of stars, but uh, I think uh, when you see how badly he played as a rookie, I, I don't think you can be comfortable in just assuming that he's going to take a, a that large of a leap this year. Especially when you look at the two, the duos of, of pass rushers in the AFC West, it's just insane. So I think you have to find some competency at right tackle. Uh, whether you entertain the thought of bringing back Trent Brown or um, I think Billy Turner, who um, filled in at right tackle yep. for the Packers last year, was serviceable, and he's he's versatile too. So, you know, in case Leatherwood does start 
um, looking like he could be the right tackle of the future. You could move Turner into guard. Uh, so I think getting a guy like that would be key. But um, obviously, after trading your first and second round draft pick, um, it, it's hard to look at the draft and, and say that we're going to find a starter at right tackle in the draft. I think you're going to have to add one through free agency. Yeah, it almost feels like you wish you could rewind time just a little bit and go out to get like Morgan Moses, who signed just for like a three-year, yeah. $15 million contract because that was really cheap money for a guy who had started seven straight seasons. Um, okay, another question. I, I've seen it ever since Russell Wilson went to Denver. People believing, well, the Raiders, no doubt, the worst in their own division. They're going to be fourth, yada, yada, yada. They should just trade Derek Carr, and start all over. I even saw it tonight after this move of really? what are they doing? Wow. <laughs> Why don't they reset? I think those people need to take a freaking hike, okay? Because we just witnessed one, the Raiders going to the playoffs after everything that went on this season, everything worked against them this year, and we just witnessed the freaking Cincinnati Bengals make it to the Super Bowl. Like, get hot, stay hot, Get some luck on your side. What mm-hmm. what goes on through your head when when you think again? It's a loaded division: the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Raiders. When people say, "Nah, they should just reset." Well, uh, first, I think people that say that really severely are underestimating Derek Carr. Now, Derek Carr isn't a you know he isn't a bona fide top five type of quarterback, but he's played pretty well considering the circumstances. And I think, you know, the range of, of people that I trust that evaluate quarterbacks have him somewhere in that 8 to 12 range. And yes, he does need help, but he certainly got it, you know, with uh, Devontae Adams coming in and one of the top play callers coming in. And, you know, you can finish, you know, third in your division and still make the playoffs. And yep. like you said, if you make the playoffs, you just need to get on a run and who knows what's going to happen. And this offseason, the Raiders added a top play caller. They added one of the top pass rushers with uh, Max Crosby. They have one of the hot young defensive coordinators in Patrick Graham. They have the best receiver in football. Um, so, you know, I, I think they still have some more holes, but, th- you know, they're, they're right up there in the AFC West as far as, you know, in this arms race that's happening in the AFC West right now. And you don't have to win the division to make the playoffs. Yeah. The arms race is a, is a great way of, of putting it. And, I also feel like those people maybe aren't putting themselves in the shoes of Josh McDaniels. Like there is absolutely no way in my mind, Josh McDaniels would have waited a decade Mm -hmm. in between head coaching jobs. And then when he gets one with a quarterback that he likes is going to say, actually, I'm going to trade him away for a quarterback that I hate for the next, you know, 34 games and wait until I get another one for the next two years. Like it's, it's pretty clear that there's a nucleus here that he believed in or Mm -hmm. else he wouldn't take in this job after being so patient for years and years and years. Yeah. He said no to a bunch of interviews and he specifically targeted his job. And I can't imagine he targeted his job just because he wanted to be in Las Vegas. You know, he targeted his job because he likes Derek Carr. He likes some of the pieces here. And, you know, the previous regime, when John Gruden came in, that's what he did. He punted away uh, uh, the first couple of years to try to rebuild, you know, and get a bunch of first round draft picks. But uh, McDaniel's is making and taking the opposite approach. He's coming in swinging, and he's 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 trying to make some moves, and he's trying to win now. All right, before I get out of here, 
little fantasy update right now on Underdog, which you can all play in the description down below. Drafts are going on right now. Devontae Adams is being selected as the wide receiver four behind Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup. Now, they're all very close, including Tyreek Hill. They're all going in round one. To me, the more interesting dynamic, and we already talked about the volume here, is where Derek Carr is currently being selected as the quarterback Mm. 17. Because in recent years, 23 touchdowns, 27 touchdowns, 21, 19, 22 for Derek Carr. Again, we talked about it going from 29th last season in red zone touchdown rate. To me, the spike for Derek Carr this year, along with the vertical passing that we've seen for the last two years, is going to be on those touchdown conversions, those touchdown passes. I expect him, I guess for the first time since 2015, to break the 30 touchdown passing mark uh, in his career. Yeah, I, I think that's a safe bet. Okay. Last thing, and I know this isn't totally fair for you, Ted, but where the heck... Do the Packers go from here? <laughs> like you add, you add a first round pick, you add a second round pick. That's what twenty two and fifty five, something like that. But after last se- off season's whirlwind to this off season, where it felt like these two were coming back for each other, you spoke about how many targets that Aaron Rodgers fed to Devontae Adams in those RPO and quick game dynamics. They haven't really surrounded him with anyone else from a wide receiver perspective that you think can now step up in this role. And I understand that like the NFC on paper is is wide, wide open, but it just feels like they're at this crossroads moment and they just took a hard, sharp right turn. And I don't know what the answer, like the next step is for them at this moment. Yeah, well, right now their number one receiver is Alan Lazard. So it's not a <laughs> Not looking too hot right now, uh, but they have two first-round draft picks. This is a pretty loaded wide receiver class. I can see them drafting somebody like Chris Olave um, or uh, Drake London uh, to make the number one receiver. But you know, maybe they have maybe they draft two two receivers. You know, one in the first. Maybe they draft two receivers in the first round. I mean, they need yeah. weapons for Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, who is is coming back and. Um, you know, almost retired. So, uh, you know, I, I think they, they have to make some big moves, whether they trade for another receiver or just draft another t- uh, t- two in a first round. Yeah. And, and there's others available out there, like maybe Julio or Jarvis mm-hmm. Landry or Juju. Like there's these other pieces. But I think as we outlined, uh, none of them are going to equal what Devonte Adams has been doing there for quite some time. Ted, congratulations. Your entertainment <laughs> factor each and every Sunday just spiked. A five-year, $141 million contract, over $28 million on average per year. Devontae Adams is a Las Vegas Raider. That's Ted Nguyen, FB underscore film analysis on Twitter, correct? Yep, got it. There it is. Everyone out there, I'll put his Twitter handle in the description down below. One of the best follows out there on Twitter. Fantastic on The Athletic. I learned something from Ted every single time. Appreciate everyone tuning in. Like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. We'll talk to y'all next time, including we have an Allen Robinson video down below, and that seems like small news at this point. See ya.